0: The History of College Football is a podcast dedicated to preserving the college football gridiron memories from years gone by. Please feel free to visit our website at historyofcollegefootball.com. Thank you. Welcome to History of College Football. I am Jay Abramson and I will take you down a gridiron memory lane. The national champions, the teams, the rivalries, the conferences, the Heisman winners, the rankings. Today, we discuss the 1954 season of the UCLA Bruins, about as unappreciated a team as any in history, the 1954. This was the year of fullback. Alan Amici from Wisconsin was awarded the Heisman Trophy. It was the year Calvin Jones became the first African-American to win the Outland Trophy and the first college football player to grace the cover of a national magazine. That was Sports Illustrated. It was Paul Bear Bryant's first season at Texas A&M, where this season he posted a 1-9 record, prompting the summer of the Junction Boys after the season. This was the year that legendary coach Woody Hayes won the first of five AP National Championships. And this was the year that legendary coach Bud Wilkinson's Oklahoma Sooners went 10-0, as they extended their winning streak to 19 games and were in the midst of a 47-game winning streak that would span from 1953 to 1957. This was also the year that one school, California, played all three teams who would to finish the season undefeated and be ranked 1, 2, and 3 in the AP poll. Now, I bet you heard of all these stories. But I do wonder, do you know about the UCLA Bruins, that year that went 10-0? And, and while they won the UPI National Championship, they posted a year that far exceeded all of the stories I mentioned. How familiar are you with Henry Red Sanders, the UCLA coach who from 1949 to 1957 posted a 66-19-1 record? He had installed the single wing offense and it was his 1954 UCLA Bruins that went 9-0 and were ranked number two in the AP poll, smack between Woody Hayes' Buckeyes and Bud Wilkinson's Sooners. This is the story of the 1954 UCLA Bruins, the marquee but vastly unappreciated team in 1954. Now, the 1954 season opened with AP preseason polls. And by the way, all of the polls I give you will be AP polls with Notre Dame number one. And this makes sense, right? The year before, Frank Leahy had guided the Fighting Irish to a 9-0-1 record. The only problem, this year, Notre Dame had themselves a new head coach. Number two, well, in the preseason poll, it was Bud Wilkinson's Oklahoma Sooners. And certainly, why not, right? The year before, the Sooners defeated the national champions, Maryland Terrapins, 7-0. But back then, the AP poll decided their poll before the bowl games, so Maryland was crowned national champion. Which brings us to number three in the preseason AP poll, the Maryland Terrapins. And certainly, this makes sense. They were national champions the year before. UCLA? they entered the preseason poll number 8 and while the season unraveled ohio state climbed the ranks their preseason ranking well they were unranked and i suppose that does make sense too because whoever heard of the third year coach woody hayes too soon that would all change so 1954 gets underway in week 1 ucla defeats san diego 67 to nothing ucla was now 1-0 and, and they remained number 8 in week 2 UCLA defeated Kansas 32-7. They were 2-0, and they now jumped to number four in the AP poll. And this is where the shuffling of the AP poll begins. In week three, number four UCLA defeated number six and the defending national champion, Maryland Terpins, 12-7. The Bruins fullback was named Bob Pogo Davenport, and he leapt into the end zone following a Terp fumble, and it gave UCLA a quick lead. He was called Pogo because he would leap into the end zone, like a like a pogo stick now maryland that day was only able to sustain one substantial drive and that's when they scored the only touchdown late in the game pogo davenport did it again leaping into the end zone to give the bruins a 12 to 7 win over the defending national champions and as a result ucla was now three 0 and the defending national champions well they were out of the picture for the national championship race And the Bruins had jumped to number two in the nation behind Oklahoma, who's now number one. In week four, UCLA defeated Washington 21 to 20. Now, in all fairness, UCLA was cruising 21 to nothing. And that score, 21 to nothing, included three drives where they didn't even score, three drives where they drove down to the 10 yard line once, down to the four yard line a second time, and down to the one yard line a third time, but never got in. But still, in the third quarter, the Bruins were up 21 to nothing before finally winning 21 to 20, a game marked close because of a couple of Bruin fumbles. Now, Wisconsin and their soon to be Heisman winning fullback, Alan Amici, had defeated number 11, Rice. Now, as a result, in the AP poll now read, after week four, Oklahoma won, Wisconsin two, UCLA three. Enter week five, UCLA defeated Stanford 72 to nothing. The worst defeat for Stanford since the 1901 Rose Bowl. Actually worse, because this was 72 to nothing. That score was 49 to nothing. UCLA's defense was utterly stunning. They intercepted Stanford eight times. And on those eight interceptions, they garnered 218 return yards. And Stanford, well, their passing game only accounted for 213 yards themselves. Defensive back Primo vallon intercepted John Brody twice. Special teams, ah, they were equally phenomenal. As tailback Sam Brown had two breathtaking punt returns for touchdowns. On offense, the Bruins employed a reverse, and it was a 67 yard touchdown to Jim Decker in the first quarter that set the tone for the day. By virtue of the 72 to nothing defeat of Stanford, UCLA, they were now number four in the nation, 5 and 0. So after five weeks, the AP poll read Oklahoma 1, Wisconsin 2, UCLA 3. Week six, UCLA defeated Oregon State 61 to nothing. UCLA, in four weeks now, had defeated the defending national champions, and then in consecutive weeks, outscored Stanford and Oregon State by a combined score of 133 to nothing. They were dominant. In week seven, UCLA defeated California 27 to six. UCLA single wing put up 400 yards, and the defense forced two fumbles deep in their own territory— one at the 13-yard line in the first quarter, and then in the third quarter at the three-yard line. And Pogo Davenport did it again, leapt into the end zone for a touchdown. UCLA was now 5-0, and number three in the nation. Now, at this point, it needs to be mentioned that California, which had just lost to UCLA 27-6, had also played what would be the number one team and the number three team in the final AP poll. In other words, California played all three teams who had finished the season undefeated. They played number one, Ohio State, number two, UCLA, number three, Oklahoma. Now, how did everybody fare? Well, Oklahoma on opening day defeated California 27 to 13. Ohio State in week three defeated California 21 to 13. And again, it was UCLA that defeated California 27 to 6, a far more decisive victory for the Bruins over a common opponent than that of number one, Ohio State, and number three, Oklahoma at season's end. That was their rankings. It also needs to be mentioned that Ohio State, by virtue of a 31-14 to defeat of number two Wisconsin, was now number one in the nation. Oklahoma was number two, and UCLA was back to number three. Now, the frenetic shifting of the AP poll had only just begun. In week eight, UCLA defeated Oregon 41 to nothing to take over the number one spot in the nation. They were now 7-0. and The AP poll read at that time, Number one UCLA, number two Ohio State, who is now six and zero, and number three Oklahoma, six and zero. These three teams would jockey from this point on for the rest of the season for the top three spots. What followed was a bye week for UCLA, and that's probably too bad because here's what happened. Listen closely here. Ohio State defeated Purdue as they rushed for four hundred seven yards. And the AP poll following UCLA's bye week had UCLA back to number two. Ohio State had the top spot, and Oklahoma was number three. In week nine, UCLA shut out USC 34 to nothing. This is not a small point. We'll come back to this in a moment. 34 to nothing. It was in front of over 102,000 fans. At the time, USC was number seven in the nation. Again, UCLA was number two. Now, the game was close at halftime, seven to nothing. UCLA was up. But in the third quarter, it all changed. UCLA intercepted USC five times to run away with the victory. Now, the season's over. The regular season, that is. And due to the Pac-10's no-repeat rule, UCLA would not return to the Rose Bowl. It was USC that was off the face Ohio State. See, so UCLA had went to the Rose Bowl the previous year. The no-repeat rule kept the nation from the game that would have settled everything. It would have been number one, Ohio State, versus number two, UCLA. So what happened? In the Rose Bowl, Ohio State defeated USC 20-7. to Now, this was a USC team that UCLA had beat at season's end 34 to nothing. So after the bowls, it was number one, Ohio State, number two, UCLA, number three, Oklahoma. Now, it seems uh, important to mention that UCLA led the nation in offense 41 points per game and led the nation in defense four points per game. I really don't think history remembers the 1954 UCLA Bruins with the same fervor that it should the 1954 UCLA Bruins won 9-0. Coach Red Sanders Bruins won the UPI National Championship, but not the AP National Championship. The Bruins led the nation in both scoring 41 points per game and scoring defense four points per game. In consecutive weeks, the Bruins defeated Washington 72-0 in Oregon State 61-0. The defense posted five shutouts, They could not play in the Rose Bowl, though, the Bruins, because at that time there was a rule that prevented a team from the Pacific Coast Conference to play in two consecutive Rose Bowls. Well, UCLA had played in the Rose Bowl the previous season. Now, if that is not enough, UCLA defeated the only common opponent that existed between number one, number two, and number three in the final AP poll, and they defeated them in a much more decisive manner. And finally, while Ohio State defeated USC 21-6, to UCLA shut them out 34-0. to One last footnote. In 1954, it was Coach Red Sanders, not Woody Hayes, not Bud Wilkinson, Coach Sanders, who's the AFCA Coach of the Year. This was the story of the 1954 UCLA Bruins, a team that could be argued is unappreciated, a team, dare I say, that may have been better than Bud Wilkinson's Oklahoma Sooners, who was smack in the midst of a 47-game winning streak. They may have been better than Woody Hayes' national championship team. Does history recall Red Sanders' teams as one of the greats? As it recalls the other two teams, I would argue no. But it should. Thank you for listening to History of College Football. I am Jay Abramson. Join us every Tuesday and Saturday for a new episode.